Welcome back to another episode of Deep Dive Sports. This again is another episode in our unscripted series, the player series. I am joined by David and Dom and Greg again, as always. In this week's episode, we are going to be building our starting 22 from the best NCAA football players since 2000. So we have a pretty big pool. There's like 20, 21 years there that we can kind of pull players from, put them on a field, see who wins. We are going to have one quarterback, one running back, three wide receivers, a tight end, two guards, two tackles, a center, three defensive linemen, two inside linebackers, two outside linebackers, two cornerbacks, and two safeties. Again, there can be a little bit of creativity if you kind of want to mention miss and match some players in positions because some players might have played multiple positions within college. So we are going to start off with David on this one and see what team he has put together. So for my team, I want to start out with at my quarterback with Ken Dorsey. He went to Miami University of Ohio. <laughs> Oh, he had an overall record of 38-2 and two while there. He was a co-MVP at the Rose Bowl, where they also won the national title. For my running back, I chose Cedric Benson of Texas. Okay. He, while there, he became the sixth all-time in terms of rushing and won the Doak Walker, the Doak Walker Award in 2004. For my three wide receivers, I have chosen Calvin Johnson of Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. where he also won the 2006 Bill, the Billenkoff or something like that award. Billenkoff, Billenkoff, yeah, yeah. Award and ended up tenth in the Heisman Trophy race. I also chose Braylon Edwards of Michigan. Yeah. where he set a record for Michigan as well as Big Ten, where he caught 39 touchdowns and also won the Bill and Goff Award. And then I will end my wide receivers with Michael Ke- Michael Crabtree of Texas Tech, okay. where he won the Bill and Goff Award in both 2007 and 2008. For my tight end, I have chosen Chase Kaufman of Missouri, where he was an All-American and All-Big 12 award winner. For my two guards, I've selected Barrett Jones of Alabama, where he started out as a guard, where he won All-American honors as a freshman for moving to tackle and won the Outland Award. And Steve Hutchinson, which is kind of a gray area in a sense, the only reason I have him on my list is because his career at Michigan ended in 2001. So still in terms of the list where he won an All-American and, and, and Outland Award. For my tackles, I have chosen Robert Gallery of Iowa University and Joe Thomas of Wisconsin. For my center, I have chosen well, Charles Bentley. He was an All-American and at one point, was recognized as the best center in the nation at the time. For my three defensive linemen, I have chosen Glenn Dorsey of LSU, where in his senior season, he won multiple awards. I have chosen Julius Peppers of North Carolina, where he won an All-American and two other awards in 2001. And Tommy Harris of Oklahoma, where he was also an award winner, as well as a two-time All-American. 
Interesting. It's a name on that list I didn't hear, but okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I For my linebackers, I didn't know exactly where to place them because the information that I found didn't exactly place them as an inside linebacker or an outside linebacker. So I just kind of combined them all into they, – They probably all played both yeah. of them at some point. So, so I – like I said, I was just going to combine them all. So for my inside, I have A.J. Hawk of Ohio State and Paul Palouse. Paul Yeah, of Penn State, where he was a two-time All-American and led the Nittany Lions to their first BCS ball victory in 10 years, which was in 2005, by the way. For my outside, I have Terrell Suggs and Dan Morgan. Terrell Suggs of Arizona State and Dan of Miami University in Florida. For my corners, I have Carlos Rogers of Auburn, where he led the defense during their 2004 undefeated season. And he also won, won the Thorpe Award as well as another award. As well, in my other corner would be Patrick Peterson of LSU, okay. where, he, where he won SEC defensive player of the year and for my two safeties i have michael huff michael huff from texas who won the thorpe award in 2005 and i have ed reed of miami university who who was a two-time all-american set the school record for interceptions and interceptions for a touchdown and was a part of the 2001 national championship team all right. I think you might have left a name off that safety list, but that's fine. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, but we actually had a we had a lot of names in common on on your list compared to my list, but we'll get into that later. All right. Well, you said you had a lot of names common. Why don't you go ahead and run through your list then real quick, Dom, and kind of let us know what those are. Okay. Um, so I won't go as in-depth. Um, in terms of stats, as David did, um, I'm just going to list off the names. So at quarterback, I got Tim Tebow. Running back, I got Reggie Bush. My three wide receivers are Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Crabtree, and Calvin Johnson. Tight end, I got Jeremy Shockey. And then my two guards are Steve Hutchinson and Duke Robinson. Tackles, I got Joe Thomas and Jake Long. Center is Greg Esslinger. And then defensive line, I got Ndamukong Sue, Tommy Harris, and Julius oh, wow. Peppers. Inside linebacker, I got David Pollock, Dan Morgan. Outside linebackers, I got Paul Pozlesny and Terrell Suggs. Cornerbacks are Carlos Rogers and Patrick Peterson. And then at two safeties, I got Eric Reed and Sean Taylor. Okay. So, yeah, very, very similar yeah. Especially in the latter half, I guess, I guess you could say, with the defense. Yeah, and we did not uh, cooperate on this list. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No, I think uh, <laughs> I think we have to go back and uh, see if there's any cheating going on there, looking over at each other. <laughs> I don't know. Trust me, there, there wasn't any cheating. I created my list literally today. <laughs> yeah, I made mine last night. All righty. Well, Greg, let's see if you had any similarities or if your list was completely different. Uh, well, I had seven similar with Dave. Uh, I think I had five similar with Dom. So we'll go from there. Um, so 
quarterback, I also had Tim Tebow. Just a, you know, pass efficiency rating was one seventy point eight, the second best mark in uh, football college football history. For my running back, I had Adrian Peterson out of Oklahoma, four thousand forty one rushing yards, seven or seven hundred forty eight carries, and forty two touchdowns over thirty one career games. Wide receiver, I had also Calvin Johnson and Michael Crabtree. How mine different was Corey Davis out of Western Michigan. He had 5,278 receiving yards that tops uh, in football, college football histories. Um, he had three consecutive seasons with at least 1,400 receiving yards, 78 receptions, and 12 touchdowns. Um, my tight end, I had Chase Kaufman out of Missouri. Um, my guards, I had Barrett Jones out of Alabama and Chris Meyer out of the University of Miami. Tackles and went with Jared Allen out of Idaho State University and Justin Smith out of Missouri. Uh, center, I had um, Maurice Pouncey. The reason I picked him is that he was just so dominant in that position, especially with the Tim Tebow era and all that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. He was able to Tim Tebow was able to accomplish a lot of what he was because Pouncey was able to to be that center guy for him and be up front for him. So that's that's why I kind of again, um, man, you got me, you got me. Yeah, I, I forgot about the Pouncey brothers. You're yeah. killing me. Great. Being a Steelers fan, you should have remembered at least one of the. Pounceys. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't think. Of yeah, that. I just like when I was going through, I was like, oh man, that sucks. Anyway, all right, move on. Right. <laughs> Time for another substitution for on uh, next team. <laughs> Uh, defensive line, um, Ndamukong Sue, obviously you know, out of Nebraska. He's shown still, even last year, he can still perform at a, a high level, uh, winning the Super Bowl. My second is David Pollock out of Georgia. 215 tackles, 57 of them for losses, and 24 sacks and six block kicks. Also had Dorsey on there uh, out of LSU. My inside linebackers, again, I kind of – I was thinking about like what Ohio state's been able to put out, you know, defensive players of the year in the NFL. And so I kind of went with uh, Laurenitis and AJ Hawk yeah. out of Ohio state. They kind of paved the way for what uh, the Bosa brothers have been able to do mm-hmm. and uh, chase young. And uh, that was kind of the start of that. So those two were there. Out, uh, outside dominate. Line- <laughs> yeah. Outside <laughs> linebackers, DeMarco <laughs> Ryan's out of Alabama. And then Luke, Coochley from Boston College, um, 158 tackles as just as a freshman, led the nation in tackles with 183 as a sophomore. Is it, is it Luke Keekley? Yeah. yeah, I think Keekley. it's Ke- okay. Keekley. Is it is it like is it K U E C H L Y? Keekley or something like that. It's Keekley. Yeah. Keekley. Luke Keekley. Keekley. <laughs> um, I was like, I was like, Coochley. <laughs> he led again. That's something different. 191 stops as a as a junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerbacks, Patrick Peterson out of LSU, uh, and Joe Hayden uh, out of Florida. He had okay. 218 total tackles, 34 pass breakups, and eight interceptions. My safeties were uh, Eric Berry out of Tennessee. Uh, I liked him because he had two, two-time All-American who has also won the Jim Thorpe Award as a t- uh, nation's top defensive back in 2009. Uh, he picked off 14 passes in his career, but he was led the SEC de- uh, defensive backs with 87 tackles in 09. And then 
Laron Laundry Landry. Jeez, I can't talk today. Laron Landry out of LSU, recording eight. 80 tackles as a true freshman and helped lead LSU to the 2003 uh, national championship. So that's my list. I do. I, that's a, that's a pretty nice list. All right. I'm going to start off. So it kind of seems like other than Tim Tebow being a common denominator with uh, Dom and Greg there, we all have a little bit different, but I went with Vince young. So I was kind of torn between him, Tebow, and then Cam Newton. Um, only reason for Cam Newton was just cause like he just kind of balled out his last season there. So, or his, his, his uh, season with, um, Auburn, Auburn, there you go with a se- with a season at Auburn. But, um, ultimately I kind of went with Vince Young just cause I felt like he's a little bit, he was a little bit better of a passer than, than what Tebow was. That's just kind of the reason I did with that one. And then I, I did have Reggie Bush at running back. And one of the interesting things I found is that from 2003 to 2005, he actually only started 14 games, but he had, he had like 6,500 all purpose yards. So that's like, I was kind of thinking that's written down. Yeah. His freshman year, he didn't start. I think he only had 90 attempts his freshman year. Yeah. So that's like, that was like crazy to me. I was like, I was like, maybe, maybe if they kind of let him loose his freshman year, he might've been a whole different kind of animal, but that was kind of interesting to me to, to look at that stat and be like, he put up all those yards with only 14 starts. And then a lot, like a lot of you guys, I had Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Crabtree at wide receivers. I mean, obviously you got Megatron in 2006, his last season, he put up 1200 yards, 15 touchdowns. And then in 2008 for Michael Crabtree, his last season, he put up, you know, 1,200 yards, 19 touchdowns. And then when you look at Larry Fitzgerald in 2003, his last season where he was at, he put up 1,600 yards and 22 touchdowns. So the dude – and, I mean, you've even seen it throughout his his uh, pro career. He's just methodical, consistent, and and he's, he's always there. And then I did have Chase Kaufman at tight end. Now for my offensive line, I had David Castro and Quentin Nelson at the guard position, and then I had Joe Thomas, and then I had uh, – Jerbickashaw Ferguson at tackle. So, um, and then at the center position, I actually moved Barrett Jones to the center position because like he played a full season at tackle guard and center while he was in college. So that versatility, I, I didn't have him um, in the guard or tackle spot because I just thought there were people that were kind of better over him, but I thought that versatile, you know, nature in his game. I really wanted him on my list somewhere. So I put him at that center position. And then for my D lineman, I have Julius Peppers who had 30 sacks. He had three touchdowns, five interceptions and 52 tackles for a loss. And then I had Jadavion Clowney, 47 tackles for loss, 24 sacks and nine forced fumbles. And then I had Aaron Donald with 66 tackles for loss and 30 sacks. So you're, they're going to get to the quarterback. <laughs> and then at the linebacker position on the inside, I had Luke Keekley and Patrick Willis. And then on the outside, I had AJ Hawk and Terrell Suggs. So those are two guys I can get to the quarterback as well. And then at the cornerback position, I had D'Angelo Hall. Um, obviously, he had eight picks and 190 tackles. And he also returned five punts for touchdowns. So, and then I had um, – Antonio Cromartie at my other cornerback position. I was kind of flipping back and forth between him and him and Pac-Man, but 
I really don't like Pac-Man, kind of like how Dom didn't like Koji <laughs> Noah. Um, I really just don't like him. He grinds my gears. So that's why I went with uh, Antonio Cromartie. And then at the safety spot, you know, I had my dude with the beautiful hair and Troy Palomalu, and then I had Ed Reed. So yeah, I, forgot I think him. at uh, any time point, at any level, you put those two guys at the safety position, just don't even throw the ball. Don't even run the ball. Just kneel it, get off the field. Those dudes are going to light you up. (laughs) So interesting. I think we had a lot of similarities. I think maybe our offensive lines were a little bit different. Um, Quarterbacks obviously were a little bit different. And then I think that safety position, everybody had Ed Reed, I believe. So, yeah, Uh, I'll give you, you got me with um, Jadavion Clowney. That I didn't even even think about putting him in. Um, I forgot about him too. I mean, listen, listen to this. You got you got Julius Peppers, Jadavion Clowney, Aaron Donald, AJ Hawk, and Terrell Suggs all coming at you in a rush standpoint. If and you're then, the quarterback, I also kneeling. forgot about Miles Garrett too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about him just because he was he played in college so recently. Yeah, um, yeah. and the same can be said about Clowney too, because he was only Garrett was only yeah. drafted after Clowney what, like three years after Clowney. Yeah. And or I mean, something honestly, like that. If you if you want to talk about like pass rushers, I almost feel like we've been kind of gifted and blessed with how many like really good pass rushers we've had mm. over the past yeah. 20 years, especially. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, even even as of recent, you got to talk about, you know, the Bosa brothers, you know, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, um Chase Young now. So it's just like Definitely interesting to see if that kind of that trend continues or if another position kind of starts to take over. Cause I don't know if pass rusher is huge in this year's draft. So there, I mean, there's some players in this year's draft, but it's, it's such an important position. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's always going to be um, a need. There's always going to be a demand for a great pass rusher. Yeah. Somebody's yeah, always going to be good. Cause they want that 20 million a year to go hit the quarterback. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like the first thing of any good defense is how soon can they get to the quarterback, and it's usually that first like front four. Yeah, yeah, because it takes so much pressure. Front three, depending on how how you set your defense up. Mm -hmm. I guess just uh, off the top of your guys's heads, I know I think the quarterbacks we mentioned were Tebow, Vince Young, and then who'd you have at quarterback, David? I had Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. So is there like any other guys that's kind of like that was like your runner up that you were really struggling with, or um, did you I, know immediately who you wanted? Yeah, I was also torn between the um, him or right, Dorsey. There was also Brady Quinn because he was also really good, at least in college. Yeah. And then, <laughs> as much as I hate the guy, or not necessarily hate the guy, dislike the guy. Let me put it that way. As much as I dislike the guy, Johnny Manziel was good in college as well. He was – I mean, yeah, he was electric. Isn't it – wasn't it like uh, Brady Quinn was dating A.J. Hawk's sister or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're married. Yeah. Yeah, they're married. Yeah, they're married. <laughs> so, like, she she was at, like, the game <laughs> with half the – Yeah, jersey. I remember that when they yeah. played Notre Dame. Yeah. I was like – I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. He's about to light up your dude. <laughs> I mean, I went uh, back that's... with um, 
putting Baker at the QB spot, you know, from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with the call with this lineup. I kind of went with more of a stat aspect of it, of who are the guys that were putting up the most numbers and, and mm-hmm. the higher numbers in most of their categories, you know, cause that just shows consistency. But, um, but Baker just, I mean, they're both leaders, but Tebow was just more of a leader. He, he led a, a band of misfits, and we all know who was on the, that, those teams. Um, and he led, led a band of misfits to the promised land. So uh, yeah, twice. that's where Tebow twice. comes. Twice. No, and, like, that's why I said, like, I was kind of struggling with that one. You know what I mean? Like, because, like, Greg, I wanted to have that consistency. I just didn't want to have that that glow up for a one-year performance so I mean that's kind of why I went with Vince Young like I said because I thought he was just a little bit better of a passer but I, mean, I wouldn't say Tim T was just a one-year performance I mean he was starting no flip. no that's that's what I'm saying that's that's why I was kind of flipping between him and him and Vince Young you know what I mean but gotcha. the only reason I went with Young was just because I thought that in my mind he was just better as a better overall passer than what Tebow was yeah and I, I know we talked about this at the beginning, but with tight end, you know, I, I had Aaron Hernandez, like at least on that list, but with everything that he did mm-hmm. outside of, of football, I, mean, I, I took him off, but he, he was a beast at the, the tight end position. So that, I feel like, that was... I feel like the tight end position is so hard because it's so underutilized in college. Like really, honestly, they're, they're just blocking. That's starting to change. I don't, I don't know though. Cause I mean, honestly, outside, like you look at this year's draft, you look at Kyle Pitts. I mean, outside of that, they, I don't really think there's a tight end where I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that's a dude. I mean, I know like a couple years ago what we had like TJ, was it TJ Hawkins and then some, and Noah Fant, um, but they were both on the same team and that was Iowa. And that that's basically yeah. all they had pass catching wise. They didn't have any wide receivers. So they had to use their tight ends who were their best pass catchers. Um, but other than that, I mean, I mean, like, look at our, our what our top four teams this year with uh, Alabama, Ohio State, um, Clemson. They don't, they, they barely use their tight ends. I mean, I know Ohio State got a few good catches out of was it Jordan Berry in the um, semifinal game. Yeah. But, but other than that, I mean, I don't even think that he was a factor in, in the championship game. And throughout the season, they really kind of just were blockers. But you even listened like, to the players on that team. They were like, these guys are good. When was any player in the Ohio State championship game a factor? Because they yeah. got blown out. Listen, David, that one hurts. All right. <laughs> I'm not wrong, though. I definitely agree that the tight end position is, is underutilized in the college realm. Because if you look at it in the NFL realm – you know, what, what like Gronkowski is able to do mm-hmm. as a tight end in the NFL versus like his numbers are as a tight end in, in, in um, college or, and even most tight ends you look at their, their numbers aren't like staggering numbers. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. you know, if you put them next to a wide receiver, you know, or something like that, like it, it's just not there. So I definitely think it's underutilized to some capacity. Yeah. Cause I like, I was looking at, with the tight end position, I was like looking up all these stats and I was like, I, I don't know these guys' names. And I was like, what happened to like the people that are, that we've seen throughout the last 10, 15 years in the NFL be dominant at that position. 
what happened to them in college? Did they just not produce? Did they not get utilized to their full potential? I mean, I kind of look back and be like, you know, if they would, if they would have been utilized like they are now in the NFL, it'd be a whole different game. It'd be a whole different aspect that teams would have to prepare for. Well, I also believe that the tight end in college is kind of like your last resort of sorts. It's like, well, they're, they're more blockers. Exactly. That's their sole purpose in college. And it's like, it's, it's kind of difficult for the tight ends unless you're like really, really good or your entire offense was built around your tight ends catching stuff, your tight ends catching uh, passes. You're not going to succeed in the NFL as a tight end unless you're like a really, really, really good blocker who can learn how to catch in training camp or prior to the season starting. Yeah. Just kind of one last thing as we, you know, we close out this episode. I'm kind of interested to see because like going through this episode and thinking about it a little bit more, I kind of want to know where like Devontae Smith, the past Heisman winner this past year, and then where like DK Metcalf holds up against your guys' list with wide receivers. I mean, obviously they I don't think that they might not have put up the same amount of numbers, um, but just from like a dominant standpoint. They're really dominant wide receivers. So do you think they kind of hold up on, on your guys' lists or are they not even close? So they're people that you definitely would have put above them? In terms of like Devonta Smith, I mean, you look at the Alabama roster going into the season, he wasn't even the number one dude. I mean, it really wasn't until Jalen Waddle got hurt that Devonta Smith really took off. Don't get me wrong, phenomenal talent, great wide receiver, but it, it took the number one dude to get hurt for him to really shine. So I think that kind of diminishes him in terms of, you know, what we're doing here. DK Metcalf, he was dominant, but, you know, you look at what Mike Crabtree, Calvin Johnson, mm-hmm. and Larry Fitzgerald were able to do throughout their college careers. I think they outshine them. Plus, I feel like the Alabama teams are always, like, super stacked. Like, no matter who you – like, no matter what year you look at, for an Alabama team, they're always super stacked, no matter what. Oh, well, yeah, they have the number one recruiting class every year. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like that kind of diminishes some of the like the great talent that can come out of Alabama. It's like, I understand why you want to go to Alabama, because that's the best way to get a national championship. But if you're trying to show that you're a, a good player – and a good enough player to make it in the NFL, I feel like you, you, in a way, should avoid Alabama because there's always, like Dom said, there's always that factor of you being the second best player. And on top of that, the, there's other talent there as well that's probably going to be on the forefront instead of you. Yeah, I, I can see that. But, I mean, if you go to Alabama and you can shine mm-hmm. – I'm a star in Alabama. I mean, you're guaranteed a, a guaranteed first round pick, if not top ten. Exactly, but how often does that happen? Not that often. Okay. I mean, yeah. You have to look at their. They might have the number one, you know, drafting uh, team every year, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to stack that up against the actual, um, you know, players that are drafted in the NFL and see where 
that really leads to, you know, some of these guys going sixth or seventh round picks. I honestly, I don't think Devontae Smith is, is that good. Uh, I think he's had one good year and is, you know, going to take advantage of that, but I don't see him if he's a little guy. I mean, he, he doesn't have a lot of mass to him. And I, I just don't think that he's going to hold up in, in the NFL when it comes down to it. Uh, so that's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I just I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. I mean, obviously, I, I, again, I look at our list and, and kind of like our our previous ones, I see a lot more pre-2010, I think, um, 2011 players on there. So maybe – Maybe again, that's kind of a common theme, or maybe that's just because we kind of <laughs> watched football a little bit more heavily in those in that time period, and we kind of have a little bit more of a yeah. soft spot for those kind of players. There is one question I had left, and I wanted to know why y'all disrespect my guy Troy and left him off your safety list. I and you know, other than maybe Dom, because I think you said Sean Taylor, and I was like, all right, like I'll give you that one, but still, why'd you leave my guy off with the beautiful hair from your lists? Uh, well, when you said Troy, I thought you meant Troy Smith, and he was my number two option at quarterback. But um, oh, I'm talking about Troy Palomalu. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I, after the description, I know what you meant. But when you first posed the question, my man Troy, I thought you meant Troy Smith, being the you know, Buckeyes fan that you are. He was left off of our list, though, and that was interesting as well. But we're talking yeah, about Troy Palomalu. Um, I never, never considered it. I mean, you look at what Ed Reed and Sean Taylor were able to do throughout their careers. I mean, you look at Ed Reed, he was a, he's a hall of famer. Sean Taylor should have been a hall of famer if he could have had a longer career. For me, I simply just forgot about him. To be honest, it completely slipped my mind. Well, you know, I'm going to put you out on a football field. Hmm. I'm going to let him hit you and I'm going to see if you forget about him. I mean, me from a, from a a stat aspect, like he was, he was great in in college, but like he, didn't have some of the stats that some of the other guys did have. And so that's where he wasn't on that list because some guys had better, better college careers than he did. So. Yeah. I mean, Troy Polamalu really didn't become the Troy Polamalu until, until he was with the Steelers. But here's, here's what I'll say though, is I think even when you, even when you look at his stats compared to other safeties um, in the NFL over time, I don't think he put up, a crazy amount of stats. I just think like for me, it was his effect on the game. He affected the game in such a way that like almost kind of like a traditional point guard, they're not going to put up a ton of points, um, but they're going to affect that game in such a meaningful way that that's what makes them so valuable. That's what makes them, you know what I mean? A need to have them on these kinds of lists. At least that's just my opinion. But again, Sean Taylor, he was there, but then I was like, cannot have my, my guy Troy on there. So, <laughs> um, other than that, any final thoughts, any, anything you want to say to finish it off? No, I'm good. All right. Any, good. Anything, Dom? No, no. All right. Any last thoughts, Greg? No, good. Good lists. Good conversation as always. Heck yeah. Thank you to everyone who is listening again. We're going to put these out and just let us know who you think had the best list. Let us know whose team you think would, would do the best and uh, let me know if I'm crazy for having Troy Palomalu on my list. I, I don't know. And get, give us your <laughs> list too. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, on all of these episodes that are coming out, give us your list. Let us know what you, let us know what you have cuz like I said, we're not as we're not experts. We're just out here doing research, putting together our fantasy teams. So, let us know what you think. But again, thank you to the guys. Thank you to everyone who's listening. And we look forward to doing more of these episodes in the future. But as always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.